Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime colon Beast Hunters podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. This time we're going plus ultra. I'm David. <laughs> I I think you'll find that it's it's more like the plus one that implies that you are bringing a date along. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> eh, well, yeah, I guess. So yes, this episode is plus one. Uh, first aired May 31st, 2013, and written by first-time Transformers writer Greg Wiseman. Yes. Not at all first-time cartoon writer, though. No, uh, because uh, 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> that had better be up on Disney+, Plus, Disney+. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I hadn't even thought of that, but holy da- crap. Yeah, that, yes. that should be day one there. Oh, yeah, I need that. I mean, they own it, I'm sure. Yeah, they put it, they, I mean, I think they at least, I want to say, I, that, that's like, I have a friend who's like super into gargoyles, also is a furry. Uh, but I think he was saying that they like didn't finish putting out season two or something, or maybe it's just that they didn't do or, season three. Yeah, no, I, I think, think it was that season like, three. The the weird okay. island time the, hopping the, one. The disowned season. Yeah. Yeah. Well wasn't he off the show at that point? I didn't think they, he like, like wrote the first Greg episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh no, it was after they came back the... from the island. There's hmm, I haven't seen that in forever. I just remember the first few seasons anyway his big thing is gargles but he has written for a ton of other stuff uh men in black uh that starship troopers cartoon uh, uh the which one wasn't there more than one uh, starship troopers cartoon i know there was a cg one it was the c i okay. think it was just the cg one okay as far as was... i know well there's an anime that has never been brought over but that was real old i, th- I thought there was another i thought there was two cg ones to be honest not that I'm aware of, but I may be wrong. I may be confusing it with like a mech warrior or something, because there was a few of those. Anyway, he also did Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, Young Justice. Ooh. Um, I believe he was heavily involved with Star Wars Rebels. I think he was like the showrunner on Young Justice. Yes, and Spectacular Spider-Man. Yay! And apparently for uh, that Max Steel cartoon. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, well, I hope the British enjoyed it, because we don't give a shit over here. I think it's actually, isn't that like huge in South America? Maybe. Hey, we care more about, we care more about Max Steel here than we care about Action Man. Oh yeah, we, we don't we give don't a care about shit action about Action Man. No. <laughs> and remember, they made that live action Max Steel movie a couple years ago. Oh, and Supposedly, everyone forgot. No one has seen it. It had Andy Garcia in it. Okay, I hope his. I hope the the car he bought with it looked very nice because no one saw that movie. <laughs> oh well, I mean, again, I th- it's like really big in like Brazil and Argentina mm. for whatever reason. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, uh, Greg Wiseman. He, he did, uh, this is the only episode of Prime he wrote, but he did go on to write a couple of Rescue Bots episodes. Oh. Really? Yes. Doesn't seem like that would be his thing, but I'm sure he can. That pays the bills. I'm sure he has range. So uh, we we pick up pretty much just where the last episode left off. Wheeljack has uh, told uh, Ultra Magnus uh, where he can stick it and has uh, gone back to base. I I like the establishing shot of the building with the big giant E on it. I'm never going to get tired of the giant E on front of the building. I just like that Wheeljack went home in a sulk, decided to drive home. But called Ratchet to port him home, so it was a short drive from Scotland. Which is good, because as we mentioned last week, otherwise he was just going to end up, I don't know, becoming a soccer hooligan or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> it is kind of weird that it's like immediately he comes home. He doesn't skip an the 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 guys in the jet skip an episode. Yeah, it's just weird. No one said it was like a incredibly fast small space craft. Yeah. And also, he tells them that uh, Miko was with them, which and apparently she just said she was going out for sodas. <laughs> <I love> <laughs> And they're all very nonchalant about it. At this point, yeah, wouldn't you? It's like, oh, Miko's not just again. like, yeah. that's why it took so long for her to get sodas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. You should basically never believe Miko when she says she's doing anything that's not the worst possible thing she could be doing. Mm. Yep, that's a thing she'd do. Yep. Anyway, so uh so in comes Agent Fowler, who's uh, sort of tidying himself up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he says, you know, there are Decepticons in New Mexico. So uh, we are going to send, uh we're going to send RC there. But, uh, you know, she has to have backup and everybody else is busy. And Ratchet really doesn't want to go outside. He doesn't. He's no. just, <laughs> I, he's very relatable here. Well, at he the beginning says of something about. Like I could, but. They forced him to go outside by blowing up the old base, and he did not enjoy it at all. He doesn't want to no. do that again. Aww. I, I prefer not to. Yeah, he mm. just says something about not wanting to go outside his comfort zone. <laughs> so anyway, they send, uh, they, so Wheeljack reluct- reluctantly goes, uh, goes with them, and it's a real lone wolf teams up with other lone wolf. <laughs> Kind of I thing. mean, yeah, let's be fair. I I feel like, and apparently I was not the only one, if you count characters in the show, uh, but, you know, those two seem like they would get along because they're both, like, you know, don't want to deal with other people together. Yeah. It's, it's like a Wolverine Punisher team. Yeah, yeah, where they get along yeah. because they're, like, not gonna bother each other unnecessarily. You gonna have any small talk? Nope. Good. It, it's like that episode of Voyager uh, we watched where they, uh, <laughs> they they paired up seven of nine and two. Oh one. my god, it is. <laughs> yeah. Except more murdery. Yes. More oh, murdery. Yeah. And uh, good news because they 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 end up right in the middle of a big circle of vehicons, so it is indeed murder time. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Oh, those poor vehicons. They get kicked and shot and... It is time for a fastball a special. punched. Oh, yeah, the fastball <laughs> starts with a fastball special, which apparently they automatically... RC knows, yeah, I'm going to become a fastball special. They they get along their, their fighting styles so quickly, so well together so quickly. Yes. Meanwhile, uh, everybody put your hands together for a special guest star, Marky Post. Yay! Yay! She's been in this season a good bit. She has been. She was barely in the second, but she is back now. Yay! She has, uh, she has come to get some medical supplies that Agent Fowler donated to the hospital and that Jack has not bothered to bring along with him, but. To <laughs> well, be Jack fair, is, Jack is far too busy playing Space Invaders. <laughs> oh, I, this is kind of more of a, this is, uh, no, that man is playing Galaga. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I get it. It, it, it. But it's it's like slightly updated, but it's definitely not the quality of games you would have at the time. I guess he got a retro video game package or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that may, you know, the good video games got blown up at the base, and so they're, they're just bringing some of these, uh, you know, Atari links. They've, they've got this thing that they found in that uh, scrapyard that Ratchet was hiding in. Yeah. Either that or a Jack is just a hipster. Maybe. Maybe he is. Yeah. Or also, yeah, maybe, maybe after the KO burger got blown up, he can't actually afford a console, so he has to get one of those like little retro box things because they're like what twenty dollars. I mean, Unit E should be giving these kids some sort of stipend. Well, yes, yes, they should. That was where he got the twenty dollars. Yeah, they're basically employees at this point. Yeah. What I'm saying is Agent Fowler is old enough that he doesn't know how much things cost anymore. <laughs> so he's like, here's ten dollars. Yeah, here's here's ten dollars, go see a Star War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And get yourself a big popcorn with that change. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah. You'll get a cartoon, a newsreel, see a double feature. <laughs> I don't think he's quite that old. Though we will, no. there, there will be some, uh, interesting chronology stuff in a moment. Yeah, because indeed, uh, it turns out, uh, Agent Fowler, or should I say William, is very yeah, happy I, to see, uh, June. I, I could not understand what he was saying his name was. I had to rewind it three times. And I still, the best I could get, did he just say wooden? No, no he, he said just William. says William. I, something about the way he enunciated, I could not tell what the hell he said until later in the episode so he, when, when they say he looks Phil. out the window and and he sees nurse darby coming along and he like straightens up his tie and he comes downstairs looking all like he's you know trying to like he's trying and <laughs> and jack jack is not comfortable being in a greg weissman episode i will tell you that now oh no <laughs> See, he just looks from agent fowler to his mom and is just horrified and this will not be the first time that he is horrified by the fact that he is in a greg weissman episode listen jack he she's the only adult woman on this show you had to figure this was going to happen at some point yeah yeah alas and as far as adult males go it was either him or um silas or silas <laughs> he's not really in I- any shape for any of that anymore as we'll find out soon yes. although there listen i have seen a movie in which uh clancy brown does play somebody's zombie stepdad <laughs> yeah wow. uh, uh, that sounds great save that for for the the next episode uh impression yes but zombie stepdads he is specifically somebody's yeah. zombie stepdad nice anyway so uh Raph has been, uh, you know, surfing the web, and he has found that uh, one of the Predacon Talon, the, uh, the latest Predacon fossil, has been found in a museum, where it has been since 1922. Ooh. Also, so what I was saying about the, the chronology is that Agent Fowler mentions uh, having worked with Unit E for, like, the past three decades. Uh, like, yes. So that would put Unit E's having yeah, perhaps started approximately in the mid-80s. Yes. As is appropriate. Although he mentions that that was before he knew Optimus Prime, so presumably they were dealing with, like, Cobra and the Inhumanoids. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) whoever that is that mask fights, again, Miles may have. You mean uh, Venom, Venom, the vicious evil network of mayhem. Yes. (laughs) Yes, them. Uh, Maybe maybe the Darkling Lords of Prismos. Yeah. What? The guys from Visionaries. <laughs> okay, I was—I don't remember them having a name. But that I'm that's pretty sure title. that was what they were called, Darkling Lords. You know, they were—they uh, I can't remember who their leader was, but uh, that uh, Doctor Smith from Lost in Space was there. Yeah. Uh, all I remember <laughs> is that, that the main bad guy had a giant snail as a summon because in yeah, ancient that... illuminated manuscripts you'd have knights fighting giant snails. For reasons that I don't, I don't think anybody's ever come up with an ex, a, a good explanation of why that was such a thing. It just no. was. I mean, obviously they were just giant snails, and we haven't found any remains because they don't have any bones to fossilize. That is an excellent point, sir. Yeah, they were just driven extinct by uh, by knights fighting them all the time. Though I mean, have the giant shells. Shells do tend to fossilize pretty well, but I guess that's uh, they not broke old those up to, to make fossil. their armor. <laughs> okay, I allow it. Sure. I hereby allow it. That's how, that's how the French got into the habit of eating them. <laughs> there used to be a lot more. You'd have to pull all the stuff out of there with a fork. <laughs> cut yourself off a, cut yourself off a snail steak. <laughs> there has to be a fantasy novel that's had giant snail monsters. Has to be. Yeah. If not, there will be. Come on. I mean, come on. Dragons are passe, George R.R. R. Martin. Lizards are frickin' wyverns anyway. They're not dragons. Uh, I mean, whatever me. they are, just give me, give me that blonde lady setting loose a bunch, a bunch of giant snails. <laughs> yes, mother of snails. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So is. anyway, uh, yeah, I've I've been doing this for uh, for ages, and uh, hey, uh, you know, it, this is uh, gonna be so easy. Maybe I could take along a little company, uh, by which I mean your lovely mother. 
<laughs> and and Jack is very much objects to this. Uh, and you know, June is probably not going to go. But then Jack opens his big dumb mouth. <laughs> and uh, if this were a visual format, I would put up that congratulations, you played yourself gift. Yes. <laughs> Because she's so indignant that uh, Jack is being overprotective of her that she decides to go. Yeah, now she's definitely going to go. Yeah. So we, uh, we we cut to the nemesis. Uh, Megatron is pleased that uh, the Predacon has brought back this fossilized eyeball. Megatron and he is, is displeased. absolutely petting. Like, it's not clear, but he's absolutely petting the Predacon. Yes. He's giving him pets. Yeah. And so he's a well, you know, I'm happy with the Predacon, and I'm unhappy with literally everybody else because you all suck. <laughs> he's not unhappy with Shockwave, but Shockwave's well, not actually but Shockwave, in the episode. Not in this episode. Just, yes, he's been moved off site. Or, or do, do we have a phone conversation in this episode? I think so. Yes. Let's be honest. What Shockwave is doing is really best kept off-site. Yeah. yeah, it's just a bunch of science stuff. In case they need to, like, you know... Burn it to the ground. Abandon it and nuke it, <laughs> nuke it from orbit. <laughs> so Megatron's laying down the law, knockout, we found more, another Predacon signature, you go get it, Starscream, you're on monitor duty. Uh, Starscream just gets so, like, this whole season... He's just so abused. And he's so well, he's not yeah. good at being hurt. Yeah, he's not helping himself here because he decides to take a swipe at the Predacon. The Predacon retaliates and smashes the monitor. So now communications are yes. down, which facilitates the entire episode happening. Yes. yes, it does facilitate the entire episode, but it does seem weird that all you have is one satellite to communicate to anybody off ship. Like, yeah. sound, you would think Soundwave would have a better setup and, and multiple dishes, but it is it is the conceit of the episode. It's just a silly one. Listen, we, we had a backup, but we're currently using it uh, to get HBO. <laughs> I mean, they need that, and they're not going to, like, switch that back over right now. Look, Soundwave isn't in this episode it, until a good bit later because he's off like binging Chernobyl. <laughs> well, this is 2013, so he's actually watching, I don't know, girls. Okay. Or, uh, early, uh, early season of Game of Thrones. Okay. Has it been going on that long? <laughs> Jeez. I guess it has. It was like, yeah. I mean, this is, we're, we're getting closer to the present here. This is only six years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. It feels it feels like this should be a decade ago. I don't know why, but yeah, you're right. It, it yeah, it would have been like season three would have been starting. Maybe the the point is, Soundwave does not show up until later in this episode. And now that you've suggested they're using their other uh, their other satellite dish array for uh, for HBO, it's that's what he's doing. He's watching it. Yeah. So uh, so we cut to New Mexico. Um, you know, RC and Wheeljack have defeated the, uh, the Viacons. They're poking around in this cave. And, uh, you know, RC is, uh, she is slightly less of a, uh, brooding loner than, uh, Wheeljack because she's really trying to get him to admit that, you know, you know, you're like a brooding loner all the time, but also, you know, you're like Wolverine in that you're on like five different teams. <laughs> <laughs> You're a brooding loner who clearly actually likes having some social connections, so... And, and also, you clearly have, like, a whole thing going on with Bulkhead. You know, you guys don't have to define it. It's okay. But <laughs> whatever it is, I accept it. Yes. No, we, we just need to, to fully fix Jackie into the Wolverine role. He officially has to take up Miko as his teen girl sidekick. Well, I mean, he kind of halfway has. As his Wolverine tradition. Yeah, she kind of t is his teen girl sidekick. <laughs> yeah, they, they just need to work together more. She even kind of has the same powers as uh, one of his later teen girl sidekicks. Yes, 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 she does now that she stole oh, it. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> my yes. God, yes. Fair and, enough. Uh, and also Asian-American, like another of his teen girl sidekicks. Yes. Uh, Actually, Ar I thought Armor Japanese, was too, so... Two of them. Oh, right. I was thinking of Jubilee. Yeah. Oh, it's Jubilee. 
no, I was thinking armor because the no, armor. I, I think. Right. Uh, I think Jubilee would be was Chinese American, whereas wasn't Armor just Japanese? Yeah, Armor was Japanese. Yes, you're right. I guess much like Miko. Yes, much like Miko, and, who is not technically and they definitely an immigrant. Hang out in malls She's an exchange all the time. student. Yes, absolutely yes. hanging out yeah. in malls. So to get complete Wolverine sidekick power, she needs to take that phase shifter from Smokescreen. Yes. Also, or, I don't know uh, some fireworks. <laughs> And also maybe ill-advisedly use the N-word a couple of times to make the po- to make a point. Yeah. No. No. It's a bad luck, Kitty. Anyway. <laughs> so Fowler and June have gone to the museum and is the same museum from uh, Deus Ex Machina. It's like, wait a minute. That's the one museum that they have, you know. So presumably they had to deal with – well, they talk about the curator, but probably they also had to deal with that one uh, museum guard who was in Phantasm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, it was, you know, it was very easy. Uh, you know, they, they talk, they're getting, uh, getting a little personal here. Fowler says that he's divorced. Uh, June says that she's, she doesn't really get into it, but he's, I think she's mentioned earlier that, uh, Jack's dad just kind of took off. Yeah, she, she says something about it being less of a story than a saga, but one he's probably familiar with. So yes. yeah, it sounds like. He might not have even been around to sign the paperwork. Yeah. Like, he just, he went out for cigarettes, and that was 15 years ago. Aww. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so they've got this thing. Everything seems to be pretty easy-peasy, and then Knockout is there, and moments later they are in his trunk. I, uh, I like that they had to cut away, because otherwise they would have to explain how Knockout got them in his truck trunk. We kind of, sort of, see that later in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, kinda. I suppose. But still, it's probably best just left to the imagination. This, Although this just makes me think of Out of Sight, and I'm sorry, Agent Fowler, you are no George Clooney. <laughs> oh. Uh... D- I, I have a note that says Miko ships it, but I forget shipping what and who. Oh, we'll get there. That's coming up soon. Well, no, but it, well, I know there's more later, but but there's there's a note in the middle of the episode. Why why did I put that? Oh, down? well, we're we're coming right up to that because uh, we we cut to him driving away. He uh, he drives over June's cell phone, and he can't get in touch with the Decepticon base. Uh, back on the Nemesis, Starscream is trying to fix. Uh, the communications and cannot do it because he starts screaming he sucks. Like, <laughs> seriously though, they really need to have a backup antenna. Come on, guys. Yeah. Just, like, pull out some rabbit ears. Yeah. Isn't Soundwave kind of an antenna? Yeah. Isn't that Maybe his job? he's busy. Or he's out. Yeah, again, I think that he's probably just, like, I don't know, decided he's going to be doing some other things. He's got some other yeah, this things. really strikes me as a Soundwave's Not Home kind of episode. Yeah. yeah it's, well, it, because it has... it's not like they have to pay his voice actor. <laughs> no. It must be a season finale or the start of a new season, I guess. Yeah. Because, the, yeah, then we do cut back to, uh, the, uh, to uh, Unit E, and, you know, Jack is worried because, you know, now she... You know, she June has called, she hasn't texted, where is she at this hour? <laughs> Worried sick. And then Miko calls and she's like, Oh yep, yeah, uh, I guess I, I guess I snuck away. Sorry about those sodas guys. Yes. And you know, she's kind of mad that uh that Wheeljack and RC have gone on a mission, but uh she says, you know, I uh I, I kind of expected sparks to fly between those two. <laughs> so that is Miko ships it. And and Jack again is horrified. But yes, there's a moment just before Miko calls where uh you know, Jack's worrying about his mom and Raph two instances in this episode of Raph absolutely not helping. <laughs> it's like maybe they went oh, out right, for dinner. He... It's like isn't that what adults isn't that what grown ups do when they're on a date? Jack's like, that's what grown ups do when they're hungry. <laughs> because Jack is just done. He's done being in this episode. <laughs> oh. You know, he's he's got to deal with uh, he's got to deal with his mom hooking up with his boss. He's got to deal with his inappropriate robot girlfriend hooking up with some other guy. <laughs> it's just too much going on, poor guy. Oh. 
I'm trapped in a Greg Wiseman episode. Yes, yes, he's just next. I bet something. I bet some small thing's going to happen that isn't going to pay off until the after the show is canceled. <laughs> and they're going to have to put it in a bunch of comic books that nobody read. There were Prime comic books. What? Well, there were, but they were on while it was on. Yes. I'm talking about the oh. Gargoyles comics that were on that oh. came out after the show was ca- like ages that were I think in black and white or something and nobody what? read them. What? Yes. No, I I remember and I hearing think they about were them published by like Slave Labor? I think it was Slave Labor Graphics. I think something. so, yes. Or, or Kitchen Sink? No, I think you're right, Slave Labor. My I was going to say either Slave <clears throat> Labor or Oni, so I'm going to guess that probably we we can split the middle and it was probably Slave Labor Graphics. Ah, yeah, you're correct. It was Slave Labor Graphics, uh, written by Greg Wiseman. Also known oh. as uh, Jonan Vasquez's uh, publisher. Oh, right. And yes, it looks like um, 12 issues were published. Yes. And six issues of that Bad Guys spinoff. <laughs> I had a few of those. And yeah, nobody... Uh, apparently, they Disney increased the licensing fees, so they had to cancel it. Ah, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, they were doing a few okay. different Disney things, and then, yeah, Disney was like, you know what? We deserve more money for this stuff. And they were like, we're slave labor graphics. Our, our <laughs> sole claim to fame right now is Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. <laughs> I don't know what you want from us. <laughs> I mean, what they wanted from them was money, but anyway. <laughs> you gotta use some of that Invader Zim money. No, they yeah. didn't. That wasn't theirs, though. I mean, for one mm. thing, because everything they did was creator-owned, as far as I'm aware, so. Oh. Hmm. It's like saying Image has money. Image doesn't have money. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so we cut back to Knockout's trunk. June and Felder are having it out because they're mad. Well, certainly June is mad because, you know, she, they should have waited. She wanted to wait for Optimus Prime to, to get there. You know, he, his excuses, well, you know, if we hadn't got there, then Knockout would have just got there and got the thing, which is exactly where they would be now, except they mm. also would not be stuck in this robot, in this space robot's trunk. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dear, what? That, that's a question. Well, He's a supercar, but I guess he's a front-engine supercar because there's a trunk. Yes. And also he has a back seat? What the hell kind of... <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that Knockout isn't just a two-seater. Yeah, that's true. And uh, this, and Knockout finds this very annoying. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, you two are bickering like an old married couple. <laughs> and he starts talking about how gross human interfacing is with their yes. disgusting fleshy bodies. Yes, keep keep yeah. your heteronormativity out of my trunk. Yes. You you better not get up to anything in there. I've seen out of sight. <laughs> You've seen a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, come on. Listen, he's a scientist. He's got to. Uh, he's got to. Actually, he's technically not a scientist. He's a doctor. He's got to research. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, he. I imagine for him, like research was like looking at some like. I don't know, probably like 10 seconds of porn and then turning it off and being like, ah, and having to go like scrub himself. That was his research. Or he, he just watches like fat, he watches like those Fast and Furious movies for the car chases, but then they get to like the relationship stuffs and he's just <laughs> horrified. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why, why does this Vin Diesel not simply devour the smaller humans? Why are they always also, drinking Corona? Why is it always the Corona? Also, I was very excited when I found out his name was Vin Diesel, but now he doesn't appear to be a car at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that had to be really He, he was assuming that, that was Vin the Diesel car. was the name of one of the cars. Yeah. <laughs> then he realized these cars are not even actually people. They're just dumb machines. Dumb, but sexy machines. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb, sexy machines. And, and uh, uh, Idris Elba's kind of... intelligent motorcycle, apparently. I still haven't seen that movie. <laughs> is that movie actually out yet? It is, isn't it? 
Yes, it is. It's been out for like a month. <laughs> oh. Oops. In other words, it's probably gone. Oops. It might, nothing comes out in September. It might be out. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so we cut, we cut back to, uh, to Wheeljack and RC, you know, and it turns out that Wheeljack is not so much mad with Ultra Magnus because Ultra Magnus is kind of just doing what Ultra Magnus always does. But he is mad with Bulkhead because Bulkhead has totally gone soft. I I really like that RC is just like having the talk with him, like, and and they, I guess, like get along well enough. They they relate to each other well enough that Wheeljack's just like, fine, I will talk to you about my relationship problems, and RC is like, yes. You can be my gay best friend now. But yes, RC absolutely got Wheeljack to start talking about his relationship problems. Sorry, Nico. Yeah. I mean, also, she doesn't know anything about relationships. She's like 14. Yeah, but she Hmm. also probably watches a lot of movies. Yeah, that probably the wrong kind of movies. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Like I mean, Fast in and the general, Furious. But <laughs> yes. Actually, we, we do find out in, in the next episode that Knockout is indeed a uh, a real movie buff. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. at least a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, so Fowler somehow gets out of Knockout's trunk into his interior uh, and, like, hijacks him by, uh, by you know, grabbing his steering wheel and brakes, and they, they end up in a train yard. So basically, Knockout has the kind of layout of, like, my old neon, where <laughs> there's a panel that comes from the trunk into the back seat, in case you have to, like, have some really long things. Ah. Also, there's a, a small part of my current, like, 20-year-old Volvo that's like that. But what I'm saying is these are not the characteristics of an impressive vehicle. No. These are the characteristics of some really boring cars I've had. So there so there is a there's a big chase through this uh this train yard. Um at one point Agent Fowler uses pepper spray on knockout and it works. I mean Somehow. it's probably like sticky all over his lenses you know it and, and, and i mean he's it's right into his like eyeballs yeah i mean it doesn't robot eyeballs necessarily mean that he has capsation receptors but he could have capsation receptors shouldn't robots have windshield wipers on their eyes i mean i, I mean, guess I, not i think they do in the some series bay movies oh my god so. no I think no. maybe we saw that in animated or something. I remember in in one of the cartoons. It a knockout definitely does not though, because no. they would uh, like that would be like having glasses or braces or something. Yes, he was too vain. Yes, no, but he, he could trick them out. They could be gold chromed, like eyelashes or something. Ah, uh, they would they, they would distract too much from his beautiful face. Yes, mm. it's more important that you be looking at the rest of his beautiful face. But anyway, he pretty quickly ends up catching both of them, uh, but not before June just tosses this talon onto a coal car <laughs> that is uh, headed out. So they uh, he chases down this train. And oh, and we also briefly cut back to the Autobot base in which Raph, uh, again not helping, <laughs> suggests that maybe they went to a movie. I think maybe he's just trolling at this point. I mean, he he might be trolling, but he's also very young. It's just, Raph, I'm glad you don't know what sex is yet. <laughs> well, yeah, he, like, doesn't he have, maybe he has older brothers like, and sisters, doesn't he? Yeah, but he, he doesn't necessarily does. know that's why they're going to see a movie. He doesn't know what dating is. He's, he's extremely online. I'm, I'm sure he's trolling. Yeah, that's true. And I'll, but also, I have a younger sister, and that is something that I literally never discussed with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about that with siblings. Yeah. So, so yes, maybe he does not realize that, I mean, and like his parents might go see movies or go to dinner, dinner, and he doesn't think of his parents as like dating because they're married. So. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily think that there's anything unusual about two adults going and doing these activities. Ah. He doesn't think that implies anything. 
but it does. Jack knows. Jack does not want to be in this episode. No. And he especially doesn't want to be in this episode after he goes to this museum and finds that somebody has run over June's cell phone. <gasps> no. She might have to get one of them newfangled iPhones. Ah. And we also cut to the Nemesis where Megatron is just so goddamn mad that the communications have been down for hours. <laughs> So he does actually get Soundwave to come fix it at this point. And I just yes. have to assume that that's why Soundwave, like, I'm I'm just assuming at this point that Soundwave was, like, watching TV or something. Because otherwise, like, he should have picked up Knockout calling. And But no, they've managed to get him to pause Stranger Things for, like, five minutes. Come <laughs> fix their satellite array. Oh, and also at one point, Jack calls Agent Fowler's cell phone and gets a hilarious uh, message in which he identifies himself fully as Agent William Fowler and tells you to leave a message after the star-spangled beep. Which is like and a little does beep that way. patriotic tune. I forget exactly which one, but yes. <laughs> and meanwhile, RC and Wheeljack are also on the way after having found a huge-ass spine. Yes, which, yeah, we, which is another yes, pun. RC there, there says pun that earlier now he has a backbone. Too. Yeah. I forget the earlier pun because I tried to ignore it. I think Wiseman loves the puns, too. See? They're, yeah, they're yeah, a good, like... I did show up in Gargoyles. If you, they, they, Gargoyles are named after Burroughs of Brooklyn. Or Burroughs of New York. Including... Yeah, except, except Goliath gets a cool name. Well, he already had one. He got one a thousand years ago. Yeah. One, when superstition and the sword ruled. Yes. It's, it's the gay guy and the lesbian coming back victorious and not having had any kind of physical relationships with each other because they're, they're helping one of them deal with their relationship problems. When Gargoyles gets on Disney Plus, then I will subscribe. Okay. Just long enough to watch all of Gargoyles again and Mandalorian. Alright, so, uh, so now Knockout is, uh, chasing down this train. A bunch of Insecticons have been sent. Uh, but Wheeljack and RC are on the scene as well. There is a fight scene where a bunch of Insecticons get sorted to death by uh, Wheeljack. Yes. Knockout yeah, does indeed. To... No. I was trying to, like, think if this reminded me of any Runaway Train movies, because there's a lot of them. But with all the beheadings, it, it kind of didn't pop to mind which ones. Yeah, not all like. Runaway Trains also have giant bugs. And I do love me a Runaway Train movie. <laughs> I mean, obviously... The the, movie what I can think what of about Atomic the Train? Giant... So, so, what are you thinking of? Atomic, Atomic train. train with Blue Mankuma. <laughs> oh, Right. Oh, Blue Mankuma was in there. Oh, yeah. the, That's the only, the only reason I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> what one are you trying to think of, David? There, the the closest I could think of uh, movie with the runaway train and giant bugs is uh, Godzilla, twenty fourteen. But one, uh, those weren't bugs; they just look like bugs. They're supposed to be giant lizards, and I don't think the train was ever a runaway. It just had like a nuke on it or something. I I haven't rewatched that in a while. I don't, I don't remember no, large I mean, chunks of that my... movie because the protagonist, once we get a protagonist, is dull as dishwater. Yeah, we need more Cranston in that movie. Yeah, oh, so much. Uh, I least, consider myself a bit of a... Another half hour of Cranston would have done a lot of good. Yeah. I consider myself a bit of a runaway train movie connoisseur, and I think the apex of the genre is indeed runaway train. <laughs> With uh, John Voight, Eric Roberts, and Rebecca De Mornay. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's two convicts in Alaska es- escaping on a train that they do not realize has become a runaway train. Oh, oh yeah. I think I, maybe I've seen that one. I don't remember. That I, movie rules. I actually mm. haven't. I don't watch runaway train movies the way that I watch, say, terrible disaster movies. Uh, I only watched Atomic Train. I only remember Atomic Train because I was switch- flipping through channels and I got the opening credits of it and it said Blue Mankuma and I said, I'm watching this. That's all it takes. <laughs> and of course, I'm also fond of Unstoppable with Denzel Washington, Chris Pine, and Rosario Dawson. Ooh. Oh. 
And much like Runaway Train, it also has somebody from the first Transformers movie in it, uh, as Kevin Dunn is like the sinister train company operator. What? Yeah. He's like, oh no, that train will be fine. I'm Kevin Dunn, see? <laughs> no. But then it turns out it's, also, it's actually full of like poisonous glue or something. What? Poison? Whatever. It, it's some sort of super toxic chemical, and it's going to, like, run into Pittsburgh or something. So, like, Denzel and Captain Kirk have to stop it. <laughs> I don't think – it's Pittsburgh. I'm not sure they would notice. But the penguins. Eh, unless it's running into the stadium. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's going to create, like, a giant explosion because it's also flammable or something. Anyway, this episode – uh, there is a pretty cool scene where Knockout gets to the, gets to the freight car, transforms, just kind of dumps, uh, June and, uh, Fowler out of him, who are then caught in midair by a transforming wheeljack, and they end up in his trunk. Also, yep. so, I don't know if I just didn't notice this previously because I was not inclined to notice it, uh, as I am now, or if they just didn't have the proper, like, angle on her. But RC absolutely has angry headlights. <laughs> She's just got the way the like her her front over them just angles downward, <laughs> much like Shockwave's angry eyebrow. Her headlights are angry. <laughs> I like I said I don't know if they just never like had a proper head-on shot of her previously or or not, but I I noticed here that. She has angry headlights. Which is important because she's angry. She is very angry. Yes. Anyway, so they have lost the fossil because these two humans totally beefed it. But everybody is okay. And Jack is very happy to see that his mother is okay. But she is, he is very unhappy to find out that his mother now calls Agent Fowler Bill. <laughs> Bill? <laughs> Bill. He is done with this. He is going to go back to being in a show that has no romance in it. He would he would very much like to. But <laughs> alas. Well, actually this pretty much is it for romance on this uh, show, although I think oh. both Fowler and Dart and uh, June do show up for the finale. Yeah. Huh. Like I said, it's just this show just doesn't seem to acknowledge that that's a thing I'll, I mean we can just assume that after this show ends we don't see any of these characters again so Jack has probably had to learn to very awkwardly Agent Fowler's moved in he's having to call him dad <laughs> he's not gonna call him dad no just call me Bill yeah yeah he's he's insisting they call him Bill and not Agent Fowler yeah <laughs> He compromises and taunts him by calling him Agent Bill. He does not like. <laughs> I mean, the good news is Jack is probably moving out in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he's probably getting a good reference from Agent Fowler. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Some, oh, ki some kind of government scholarship. Yeah. He'll get like, he'll go into one of those like military programs that's just like, I, I would say computer stuff, but no, that's what Raph is going to be doing. So I don't know. Yes. Working on the the motor pool or something. And then Miko, we are sending her back to Japan and we are not letting her re-enter the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going on a list. And, uh, yeah, so, so Miko, so Miko is also back. She's teasing Jack a little because he's all, oh, it looks like you lost your, uh, your motorcycle girlfriend. But, uh, then, you know, Wheeljack and Bulkhead are, are bros again. As, uh, as Jack says, uh, bromance trumps romance. And ah. he says that well, Miko is like leaning on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is like, were people shipping that while the show was on? I probably, but I hope not. Uh Maybe a little bit. Uh, it feels weird. Because it seems like a thing that people would do. Yeah. But Only by default. Even Greg Wiseman is not. Eh, no. no. In this episode. No. No, he's not he's more in favor of Jack just being horrified by it on, on all counts. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, clearly, Will Jack and Bulkhead are a couple. 
Yes. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, speaking of people who are not a couple, we're back at the Nemesis. Megatron is very pleased that Knockout has actually done something successfully, and he tells Starscream how much he friggin' sucks for having, uh, knocked communications out for hours. And hey, you know, Starscream, you know, it wasn't me, it was that, that dumb Predacon <laughs> cut to that dumb Predacon using a computer console. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't catch it. Was he like doing it with his claw or was he doing it with like a tusk? His oh, claws. Okay. Good. <laughs> cut to the Predacon showing that he knows how to like use a computer. Like not just tools, but a, a actual yeah. computer. So yeah, the Predacon is not so dumb. He just wants Megatron to give him pets. Yep. He will play dumb so he can continue to beat up on Starscream and get pet pets. <laughs> this is what happens when you create touch screens. Your cat will end up learning how to hack things. Yeah, my <laughs> well, my cat doesn't do it with touch screens, but he absolutely like. For some reason, he just has to take, like, 50 screenshots of everything while I'm trying to eat breakfast. It's not cool. <laughs> Why do you always have to step on that key? That has not, with, I, I've had myself... Felix loved to get up on my chest and in my lap. Aww. So sometimes when he does that, I let him stay there in my elbow, up on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I fuck around on my cell phone, and every once in a while, his foot will come down and screw up while I'm playing Animal Crossing or whatever. <laughs> Ah, and that is the episode. Yes. It's, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I enjoy Greg Wiseman stuff. Um, maybe kind of in smallish doses. Like, I mean, I like gargoyles. Sometimes his stuff kind of disappears up itself. Yeah, I can see that. Well, um, that kind of happens with a lot of showrunners. Like, I mean, you get like your J. Michael Straczynski shows that go a little up their own butt. You go mad with power. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go a little crazy. No, I, I thought it was good, though it did kind of, like I say, drive home how, like, I guess very aromantic the entire rest of the series has been. Yes. Yeah. Which I guess and is that fine is true for... if you are aromantic. Yes. Uh, shout out to all of our ace listenership. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By which I mean both uh, Ace People and uh, Ninja Turtle supporting character Ace Duck. I was thinking you were going to bring up a bat hound, actually. Yeah, same. That's the first Ace that pops to my mind. (laughs) He's he's like a duck who's a pilot. Don't remember. Ace Duck. I had a lot of TMNT toys. I don't remember no damn duck. I remember Gecko. He had a figure. He had a bomber jacket. Absolutely. I remember that he had a bomber jacket. I remember him now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, everyone on the Ace spectrum. Uh, apparently he showed up like in a still frame in that recent CG cartoon as like oh. a um, uh, Tom of Finland gag. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I want to look that up now. Not kidding. That's, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, yeah, this this was a very enjoyable episode. Kind of a kind of a last. We you know we do see these characters again, but a bit of a last hurrah for well, a, a first hurrah because we've never had an Agent Fowler June Darby episode. Yes, no, not folks. It, it no. was I. I was glad that we get to see a lot of Knockout since he has, and also fan favorite Knockout. Yes, or at least me favorite. I th- I'd say he's a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a he's a real hoot. He doesn't get enough to do, so you appreciate what little he does do, even though some of yes. it's a little um too fey in this season. <laughs> Sometimes, or is it not fey enough? I stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> this episode wrap up is getting super queer, and I'm on board with it, considering the All general right. heteronormativity of the episode itself. Yes, they said bromance. Uh, alas, the the, the yeah, show ships that... it. And alas, the general heteronormativity of uh, most of your co- of your co-hosts. Alas, well, yes, yeah, but but 
bromance is it's saying no homo it's just a single word for no homo no yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guess <laughs> but people no, like I'm, to ship bromances it's... it's fun <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose if you want to read it as Miko just believing that that is a term for gay romance, gay male romance, then that is fine. I will allow yeah. that. Yeah, she... English isn't her first language. She just thought it was a romance between bros. Yeah. So, uh, that is it for this episode. We will be back next week with more Transformers Prime. Uh, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Oh yeah, we got we, we I think my connection is Enjoy what we do dying. for Patreon this month. We we don't know yet. No, but we've got some ideas. It could be very exciting. Yeah. So uh until next time when we find ourselves uh burdened with a terrible thirst, I'm Rob. Did we lose Jen? I think we lost Jen. Shit. She was kind of going fuzzy there for a yeah, second. Yeah, I heard static, but I thought I thought she was still there. And I'm David. I guess it's just the ending, so we can always splice in one yeah. from her. Okay, that seems to be coming back up now. Yeah, I I guess I was trying to... The, the download I was trying was too much for both a voice connection and my VPN, so I just killed my VPN. It's not like I'm torrenting right now, this time, except how I'm always torrenting a little in the background. And Jen! Okay, here we go.